What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 242 Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Chris, and I'm once again joined today by Ryan, also known as Ryan Williams, also known as Ryan Vlogs. Ryan Vlogs. On YouTube. Go subscribe. Also, also known as R. Willie. R. Willie. Boom. There are some other also known as that we we can't we can't yeah, the podcast yeah. probably not appropriate for 242 leadership podcast but we are in our series on gospel community and we are working through a chapter of the book lead by Paul David Tripp and in in the intro the last episode we talked about this idea of how important it is for us to especially as leaders not just try to create gospel community for the people we're leading but recognize the necessity for us to be in gospel community as well and gospel community is not just a bunch of people that like each other there are some very distinct characteristics of gospel community which is what we are about to unpack and work through. And so today, Ryan, what is the first characteristic of a gospel community? Yeah, we're going to talk about how gospel community is nurturing. Nurturing. Big okay. word. Yeah, yeah. So I actually Googled. I'm like, okay, what's the official definition? Like, I know what nurturing right. means, but what's the official definition? So check this out. It's to care for and encourage the growth or development of the process of caring for and encouraging the growth or development of someone or something. It's essentially creating the optimal environment for growth to happen. And so I love the way that as he unpacks this section, he starts talking about in regards to like a plant. So if you're going to nurture and and provide a good environment for a plant, for a plant to flourish, it must be planted in nutrient soil. It must be watered regularly and weeded constantly, or it will not have what it needs to grow bloom and produce fruit. Every leader needs to have his heart, life, and ministry firmly planted in the right now nutrients of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that they get their identity, meaning, and purpose, inner peace, and sense of calling from the gospel. Now, he's very clear in this section that it all comes back to the gospel. That's where our identity comes from. And that that's where our richness, our inner peace, our purpose comes from. But he's really setting up this idea that the community provides the environment for someone to flourish in the gospel. Mm. And so as you read this section on a community formed by the gospel, a community formed by nurturing, what pops out for you? Well, first of all, as an ag major, I can affirm that all that is true. But second of all, yeah, I, I think there's so much truth to this because kind of like what we talked about in the last episode, there there is uh, the, the center of focus that we should surround our community around is Jesus. Yeah. Like that, that is who our rock is and should be the center focus. So I just think it's cool how he breaks down this chapter ultimately because he brings in so many cool points that identify what it means and what it looks like to be in a spiritually healthy and productive gospel community. Yeah. And so first thing he says is that it, uh, what it, how to identify it is that it is populated by people who, no matter what they are facing, have an unwavering confidence in the presence, power, and promises of the one who sent them. Mm. And that that should be that should stick out like a sore thumb. And I think I think for sure when we when we it, it starts from the leader, right? It starts from from us as the core. If we don't if, if someone that steps into our circles doesn't identify that we are believers of Christ, and, and especially in a college ministry, then I think, 
I think we're, we're missing the mark. And I don't think it needs to be specifically by words that we're identifying that, but even by the way that we live, there, yeah. there, should, be, there should be something that is questionable, yeah. as, as Chris spoke a couple of weeks, or how, I don't know when this is coming out. It was last <laughs> week at this point. But Gave it away. On Sunday morning, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, but still, I think, I think there, there, there should be an, some, some identifier that, that allows people to recognize, and especially within our community, allows us to recognize each other in that light. So yeah, I think that's a huge, huge first step in understanding what a gospel community looks like. But at the center of, of nurturing work of a spiritually healthy and productive leadership community is not just a plan either. Yeah. Right. It says that in this, in this passage, it's a person, yeah. it's Jesus. And so I think that's something that I get so caught up in. And I know, absolutely, I know that you and I have had conversations yeah. about this, Chris, before, but how sometimes the process gets in the way of, of not only just the people, but of our soul focus and purpose yeah. and who we're committing this time to and for, right? And that is Jesus. And so ultimately it all needs to come back towards that. That it's it's a gravitational pull that should bring us back to why we're doing this. What is the why? What is the purpose behind it? And it is Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And I as one of the things he says in here is so this means that your gatherings are not just for the purpose of financial, missional, and strategic planning, but to nurture gospel confidence and commitment in one another. And when we're specifically talking about the context of our leadership community, right? So not just the community of our ministry as a whole, but specifically our leadership community, that being a gospel community. Like I'm really convicted by that statement because when we gather together so often, there are so many things that I want to talk about or that I want to process through or strategically plan for. And I really have to fight the urge to not make it all about that strategic planning or right. just dissemination dissemination of information. Like it really has to be, are we creating a nurturing environment? Are we creating the optimal environment for growth to happen, for movement to happen towards Christ, right? Yeah. It, it's about a person. It's about Jesus. And we say that as a ministry, right? That it's always right. Jesus. Right. But what are we doing when we gather together? What are we doing when we're hanging out with each other? What are we doing to encourage each other to yeah. nurture that growth in each other? Okay, moving off off script and off of the book as we kind of wrap things up, what is something that you have seen in our leadership context that you're like, man, let's do more of that. Like that is a good thing that is creating the optimal environment for growth. Yeah. I think one, and we've, we've bragged on our prayer team quite a bit, but our prayer team does a really great job of obviously bringing everything back to Jesus. But I also feel like in our leader powwows, the encouragement, Chris, that you bring in our powwows before our Sunday nights and, and just showing us a glimpse of Christ just so that we can be uplifted before we can uplift others yeah, cool. throughout the night. And so I think I think even outs- obviously outside of the context of Sunday nights, but just in the context of, man, just being able to to incorporate how the Lord's been moving in our lives, what has he been teaching us, yeah. and even just dropping it in the group, me dropping in Marco Polo. I know some, some of our students and some of our leaders have, have done that quite a bit, yeah. and that's been really encouraging and, and super helpful, especially in, in my life, spurring me on to continue in, in my walk with Christ. Yeah, but, that's um, so good. Yeah. I As you were talking, I literally was sitting here thinking about I know, and don't get offended if you've done this and I'll leave you out. Okay, I'm old. I have a terrible memory, but I know Maddie has done that. Ashton has done that. Amanda has done that. Gabe has done that. Ryan, you have done that of jumping in that Marco Polo or in our group me and just sharing, hey, this is something I'm learning right now. This is something I'm being challenged with. 
it humanizes each other. We talked about it in the last episode. We need to remember that just because we step into this leadership gospel community doesn't mean automatically everything is just perfect and we've right. got it all figured out, that we're still very much human. We're still very much sinners, right? Mm-hmm. And we need to extend grace to each other. But I think that when we share, hey, this is something I'm learning right now or something I'm thinking about or processing through or questioning, it one, it humanizes us. And then it just, it, every time I see that, I'm challenging myself man, if I got put on the spot, what would I say? Yeah. Like if somebody turned around and said, hey, here's what I'm learning. What are you learning? Would I have an answer? You know, questionable life. So right. I, I just really want to challenge us as a leadership family, as a leadership community to nurture and create that environment for other people on our community. When you gather together to study, when you're sending each other text messages, when you're hanging out and going to the movies or game night or going out to lunch or dinner or whatever you're doing or gathering together for breakaway, like are are you helping to encourage and to nurture a relationship with Christ in the other people in our community? And I think when we can focus on that rather than focusing on maybe what is stressing us out or what is frustrating us in life or in other relationships. And we can be like, in this moment, how can I encourage this person? How can I write a sticky note and leave it on their Bible or like whatever, Mm -hmm. just to let them know and just to nurture it's nutrient rich soil. Like, are we helping create nutrient rich soil? Mm -hmm. It's, it's just good, man. It, it's life giving. Right. For sure. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think I think this is definitely a great first step in in continuing to identify what a gospel community looks like. Absolutely. Okay, that's it. We wrap up our second episode of this series on gospel-centered community. Make sure you come back for the next section, which is going to be a gospel community is honest. So see you next time on the 242 Leadership Podcast. See you.